Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovacs, and for Shabbat Bo, Mishnah Yomi is finishing up chapter 5. We're on chapter 5, Mishnah number 8. Hamashre et ishto ol yedei shalish. A husband who appoints a third party to give the food to his wife. It could be that at this particular time, he's learning in a different city, he's on a project, he's away from town, or maybe she has her own apartment, and she just wants the food delivered, and she's entitled to food from the husband, so he's having someone send it in. Lo yifcho, the Mishnah says he can send her no less. Lo yifcho, lo, mishnei kabin chitin, omer ba kabin tzorin. She's entitled to two kav of wheat, or four kav of barley. You have to double it if you send barley. Now, two kav of wheat is an exact number because it's 48 kibetzim, egg volumes of flour, which is enough to make 16 loaves of bread, which equals two meals a day, plus a little extra, extra for Shabbos or Yantav or guests. Amar Rabbi adds to this, lo this set amount of barley versus wheat, el Rabbi Shmael. That was a Rabbi Yishmael vart. Rabbi Shmael said you need twice as much barley. Shayiz somuch le'edom. He lived near Edom. The Butner explains that in Edom, the barley was known to be particularly not great. So it was smaller, it was not as uh, satiating, nourishing. So over there, the barley was half as good as wheat. But in other places, maybe the barley's two-thirds as good, 75%, maybe it's even equal. And the Mishnah goes on, note in law, he also has to give her chatzikov, kitnit, half a cov of legumes or peanuts or nuts. Chatsi loig shemen, half a loig of oil, the kav grogrot, a kav of dried figs, o mone devela, or a mone worth of pressed figs. They used to press figs into a big cake. We talked about in the Mishnah, it's in Maisrot. And the Mishnah adds, ve'im einlo, if he doesn't have these figs, pausek le umoton pyrot milkum acher. He has to give her an equivalent measure of other fruits. So we see that fruits was also considered an important part of the diet, not just bread. Now the Mishnah adds, he, a husband must provide his wife not only with food, v'not-in-law, he also has to give her mita, a bed, mapats, a cushion or pillow, machzelet, and a mat, you know, something to sleep on, something to sit on. V'not-in-law, kipa lerosha, he has to give her a hat for her head, in uh, modern times, the custom is certainly to, uh, for those who are accustomed to wear a shaitel, for the husband to buy a shaitel for the wedding, a belt for her waist, you know, typical, normal clothing, and new shoes from one holiday to the next one. Now, the Gemara explains this might be only a place where it's rocky and, you know, the streets are uneven and the shoes wear, wear out quickly, but the idea is if you're going to be buying shoes, you're buying something nice, buying something special, it's nice to do it. Uh, around a holiday, or a birthday, or anniversary. V'keilim shel hamishim zuz, and 50 zuz worth of clothing, bishana l'shana, from one year to the next. Now, the mission explains how they buy the clothing. They don't buy her brand new clothing in the summertime. Or used clothing, which is worn a little thin in the wintertime. If it's brand new, it'll be a little thick and a little too hot in the summer, and if it's worn out, it'll be too cold in the winter. Ela, so what do they do? Noten lo kelim shel hamishim zuz We buy the new clothing in the winter season when you need nice, thick, brand new, warm clothing. Vehi mitkose bivlo and she can wear them, the ones that are worn a little thin, bimotachama, in the summertime. 
And whatever is starting to get worn out, she keeps it. So even if she has the clothing from last season, even if the style's changed a little bit, there's a little wear and tear, she gets to keep that. She doesn't have to return that to her husband and get a brand new wardrobe. She can keep the old wardrobe and uh, use it when she needs. Now on to Mishnatet. No ten law ma'a kesef litzorko. The husband also must give her a ma'a of kesef. And this ma'a is a small coin. It's one-sixth of a dinar. So every week he gives us for, you know, incidentals. Ve'ochelet imo, and she's entitled to eat with him. Melele Shabbat, lelele Shabbat. Every Friday night. So this is even in a situation where the husband is sending the food to the wife's apartment. She has her own house, she has her own place, and, you know, they're not together necessarily every day. But at least once, at least on Shabbos, they should come together and, you know, be like a normal family. Even if the financial, you know, and food uh, you know, set up is a little bit different. The Mishnah notes, V'im ain't note in law of the Tzorka, if he doesn't give her this silver ma for her incidentals, Masayadeh Shalah. She has the right to what she earns, meaning above and beyond the basic level. As we talked about a few days ago, you know, if it's the basic level, that's in exchange for her basic food, her mizonot, and her clothing. But this extra expenditures is, is uh, connected what she earns above and beyond the base amount. So on that topic, the mission elaborates, What's the basic amount that a wife is expected to bring in to the household finances? Mishkol chamesh slayim sheti b'yehuda. It's five Judean sellers' weight. Those are five Judean coins of warp threads. Remember, there's Shesi and Arev. There's the warp and the woof. So she's expected to, you know, acquire some raw wool or other, you know, flax or something and spin it into usable threads, warp threads uh, of that weight. Shehen Eser slime begolo. And that's the same as Eser Sela and Golil. In Golil, the measurements, the weights were half as much as in Yehuda. Oh, or it could be Mishkal Eser Slayim Erev Yehuda, or it could be 10 cell worth of weft threads that are, the, the weft threads are actually thicker. They have to go in and out of the warp threads, and so they're actually easier to spin. They don't have to be spun as tight. Shehen Esrim Slayim Begolil, the equivalent of 20 cell worth of weft threads in the Galil. Now, the Mishnah notes there are some modifications. Vim Haitam if she's nursing her baby, she does not have to work as much. Because, of course, she's taking care of a baby. And you have to add to what you feed her. Because, after all, the baby is eating from what his mother produces. Now, finally, the Mishnah refers back to the previous Mishnah about the, the two kav of wheat or the four kav of sorry. When do these words apply that these are the minimum amounts a husband must support his wife? That's the poorest of the Jewish people. That's the very basic amount. Aval b'mechubad, somebody who is very honored, someone who has, you know, resources and bitcoins and diamonds and jewels and everything. Hakol l'fi kvodo. It depends on his wealth. There's a concept that we mentioned before, and the Gemara mentions it on Daf Samachalaf, Daf 61, that if a wife marries a man of higher social status, then she goes up. She's ma'alemo. She goes up with him to the higher social and financial brackets. She doesn't go down with him. So if she comes from a very honored family that has delicacies and the husband is from a more simple family, he still has to put in the extra work and get her what she's accustomed to. The Rambam famously writes about a Jewish marriage that the man should honor his wife more than himself. Meaning if a man's going to buy himself a $100 pair of shoes for Yantav, he'd go ahead and buy the wife a $150 pair of shoes 
for Yantav. You should go and, you know, give above and beyond, work harder, put even more in than you do for yourself personally. Your wife deserves even higher. That's the Rambam. That's not me. I'm not making this up. Yashukohachem. Good Shabbos.